different films but uh that's all right we're gonna we're gonna get it popping a uh, bloody birthday kind of an old slasher uh in the 1980s it's gonna be a good film to get into and also we're doing the new m night Shyamalan flick uh old so uh we got a lot of good stuff that we're gonna be talking about on the podcast today and uh here we go mindy welcome to the podcast Hello, guys. And uh, we're getting started here. You, you haven't missed much at all. We're just uh, we're going to go through the plugs real quick, and then we'll get started with our uh, dub, double movie review. All right. All right. So uh, make sure to check out The Dirt Sheet Dude every Wednesday. And uh, Saturday, Wednesday after AEW for their regular show. It's actually called The Wrestling Outlet, not now, not the Dirt Sheet Dudes, so check them out, and check them out for the Hollywood Hangout on Saturdays. And uh, make sure to check us out Fridays for Unscripted Wrestling, and uh, Saturdays for uh, Unscripted Unlimited, 6.30 p.m. on Fridays, and uh, around 7 on Saturdays. And of course, the Stabcast here, uh, me and Mindy, doing our horror yep. stuff, having a blast. Yeah, and we're getting pretty big. So we're out here. Uh, we're talking out here. So yep. hop on and uh, make sure to check out the archives. And we got a bunch of cool new episodes coming up too. So uh, we we got a twofer today. Uh, I'm excited to bring it to the people. Uh, Bloody birthday in the movie old. Uh, Mindy, yeah, you got. Uh, go ahead. Bloody Birthday is a 1980s hidden gem. Yeah. Um, brought something completely new to the table because we see evil children all the time. Yes, we do. That's just something that we're used that we're used to seeing in our culture. It's just something that happens. So for them to take such a obvious, already done all the time subject and be able to put a twist on it like they did was so creative. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed that. Now, if you don't really like 80s movies, and, like, you're not really, like, a fan of, like, the campiness and stuff, then you're not going to like it. 
Yeah, and uh, we'll start with Bloody Birthday here. And, and since we're not even going to do a spoiler because it's been out since the 80s. So there, there's, yeah, I mean, it's been out since 85. Yeah. Uh, so the, why don't you uh, give the people a little bit of a background on the story for Bloody Birthday before we go into it, Mindy? Okay, so Bloody Birthday is a story about three young children that were all born at the same time, on the same exact day. They are not twins. They are not triplets. They were born by three different people. Um, but they quickly become best friends, and you flash forward to their, like, 10th birthday. Uh, to like their 10th birthday or right before their birthday and you find out that it's a little girl and two boys Susie, Curtis and uh, oh what's the other one's name damn it the other one's so quiet I forgot his name oh Susie, Curtis and uh, Stephen Stephen yeah yeah Stephen I was going to say yeah. He's just so quiet. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't do but, too much. No. But basically, this movie takes killer kids to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Because you have these children, and because of the time that they were actually born, guys, is why that they're, it's why they're evil. Yeah, because they were born all at the same time during a solar eclipse. Yes, and during the solar eclipse, it says that Saturn is in retrograde and whatnot, and that you are born missing some of your personality. And yeah. they quickly find out that the kids are missing compassion. Right. Yeah, uh, they they very much are. Uh, <laughs> those kids are missing a whole lot of fucking compassion. Those kids are nuts, Jack. Uh, watching this movie at night, uh, it, it was very, it's spooky, and, and it's it's a little campy, but it really doesn't have that '80s camp like you would think. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, it's not as campy. I actually got a little bit of scares out of it myself. Oh, wow. I'm yeah, impressed. There was a couple times where I was like, oh, shit, what's going on here? The uh, end is what does it for me when she gets the brother and the sister to babysit her. Yeah. So, I think these kids are determined, guys. And like, what... Everything's all said and done. Little Susie gets out of the situation and tells her mom, like, she blames the other two kids, and her mom just drives her off. And then at the end of the movie, you find out she kills another innocent person. <laughs> She's supposed to go into the bathroom, but little does her mom know, she just put a freaking car on top of the mechanic. Yeah. She's nuts. <laughs> All the kids in this movie are fucking nuts, though. Yeah, but she was definitely the ringleader. Oh, yeah. She she was the one... Uh... What was the girl's name? Is that Susie? Yeah. Yep. Typical Susie. 
little kid. She was the one to watch out for. She 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 was a freaky kid. I mean, Curtis is creepy too. But I don't know. She took the cake for me. And then Stephen was kind of just there. Yeah, Debbie, not Susie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Debbie. Yeah. Debbie, not Susie. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, and (laughs) it was very, it was very, very creative. It keeps you on your toes. And um, yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie to anyone that really likes slashers. It's a good slasher. Has a solid opening. I really, I really like the opening actually when they're in the graveyard. I I like the whole switching of the gun situation. Oh, okay. That she pulled on the sheriff when she switched the gun with a uh, switched his replica gun with the sheriff's revolver. Yeah. When Debbie turned off the security system. Yeah, the end. That was that was good. And uh, you know, and Curtis shoots Mrs. Davis. It, it, it's yes, very fucked up. And then uh, they leave the body for that Joyce to discover, and it, it's just. Poor it Joyce, a, man. It was a chilling scene. For for being old, it was chilling. Yeah. I feel bad for her, though, because she, she kind of knew what was going on from the beginning. And yeah. she tried to get everyone to listen to her, but no one would listen. There was really nothing she could do at the end of the day. Uh, yep, but... I, like I said, I really, I enjoyed it. I think that if you like movies that have the killer kid aspect, that you'll definitely want to check this out. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely will have to say that it does hold up. No, it does. It does for sure. And it's a nice little while. It wasn't like anything, it wasn't supposed to be a blockbuster. But for like an indie yeah. horror movie, and it, it's one of those with a cult following. A lot of people like this movie. It got kind of shit on when it first came out, but it does have a, a following of people that are fans of this movie. So, uh, for what it is, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, uh, it's a little less controversial than polarizing as the other movie we're going to be talking about. But uh, it, uh, I think it did a very good job at what it was trying to do. For an 80s slasher, I told you to pick out an 80s slasher, and you picked out a good one. So I really enjoyed the movie. Good. Yep, Daniel asked, and I delivered. Yes, she did. Uh, so you wanna, now... You want to hit up a review? Uh, what's your official rating before we actually move on? Um, official rating for Bloody Birthday would have to be an 8. You give it an 8? I give it an eight because it brought something new to the table, and I gotta respect that. I'd have to agree. And even though, oh, go ahead. Even though it's years old, it still holds up. Yeah, it does. So I gotta give it credit where credit's due. Yeah, I I, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half, (laughs) just because there was a couple of things that 
did kind of stand out, and uh, there there was a couple of a slow parts to me. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, no, there was. It did have a good plot. It did have. I, I like what it was doing. It was doing something different. It wasn't just the same old movie monster. So I I, I was interested in the plot, and I thought uh, they did a good job, and the directing was fine. The director Ed Hunt he directed and wrote it with his buddy. So uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I give it a seven and a half to an eight. All right. So this next movie, guys, Daniel actually picked out. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the reins. Why don't you tell us about what we're doing next? Yes. Uh, A brand new movie. Uh, I I figured this would be... Well, it is a year old. Yeah, it's a year old. It came out in 2021. It it doesn't feel old, though. It came out, okay, July in 2021. Yeah, I guess that is old, huh? Well, Daniel, did you notice something? What? The little girl, Maddox, when she gets older, when she gets to a teenager, yeah, she's she's the same actress from Last Night in Soho. She is, Ellie. It's the same girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, this movie is very interesting to me. And uh, speaking of all, uh, not knowing like time and shit, uh, that's the whole basis of this movie. It's basic. It's an M Night Shyamalan flick. So you know there's going to be wacky shit going on. That's an, one of the reasons I wanted to do it. Uh, it it's based on a, an actual graphic novel. Uh, it's a Swiss, it's a French graphic novel called Sandcastle, which is kind of the same type of a deal where you get a bunch of strangers, uh, a, a couple different families, put them on a beach, and the beach is making them time go uh, faster than it's ever fucking possible. And uh, what they say, it was moving like uh, every uh, three days is an hour, or no, every uh, hour. Every hour is a day. Three years of their life, right? No, not an hour is not a day. I think every hour is like th- three years of their life. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Because it was like moving, because they were only there for like two days, and the fucking, the little ass kid was 50, and <laughs> everyone else was fucking dead. So, uh <laughs> I, we're not going to spoil, I mean, I just, well, I guess I just did spoil it, <laughs> but uh, without giving too much away, I would recommend this movie. You you said you heard it sucked. I wanted to see your, because I thought this was a really interesting experience. What was your kind of first thoughts on this movie? I liked it until the end. I have a really big problem with Shyamalan's twists. Yeah. I don't like them most of the time, and I really didn't like this one. It really didn't make sense. To me, this is the one that didn't really feel like a twist to me. And to me, it just felt like another like transition in the story. Like, it didn't really feel like a twist. Like, I kind of felt like they were videotaping them the whole time and the resort dude was behind it. Like, I didn't think that was, like, hidden information. Right. I mean, for me, the twist was that they were doing it for medical experimentation. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that is a twist, I guess. That's what I mean. I thought that was a very interesting twist. You didn't like that part, Mindy? That's just, I, M. Night Shyamalan is known for his twists and turns. And sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think this one hit. 
Oh, I disagree. Hey, everyone's uh, subject to their but own also, opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Shyamalan after the village and the lady in the water and whatnot. I'm not a huge fan of him. Yeah, I, I like his earlier shit. I like seeing dead people. But this movie made a lot of money. Uh, it was an $18 million budget, and it made 90 And this is the I pandemic, know. too. This is a year ago, so uh, they still did it in the impressive. pandemic. Yeah, it's very impressive. It made some money, and it's, it's good when these movies make money. Uh, old, I, I, I really like this, to be honest. I thought beginning, I, I actually had the complete opposite, because I thought it sucked in the beginning. I was like, oh, my God, this is some bullshit. I thought the acting was kind of, I mean, I, I understand getting all like kind of foreign actors and in those roles, except for a couple people, and uh, and I was fine with that. Uh, but some of the dialogue felt clunky and, and forced, and uh, and kind of weird, and it didn't feel like how people actually talk. But I, I could get past that, and as shit keep moving and shit keep happening, it just like I could not escape and stop looking at it. It was so like. There was so much interesting stuff happening to where they they were aging and, and the scenarios they were getting put in and the people dying off kind of quick. Like there was actually kills. There was a lot of kills in this. Well, I, I don't know about kills, but people fucking died off. You know. So I feel bad for that rapper. Midsize Sedan got the complete shaft. He was a good guy. He really it. did. He he was. He was a good citizen. Yeah. It, it was and, it was really it was it was an atrocity what happened to him. <laughs> he got stabbed the fuck up too, and you heal from getting stabbed. But he was getting stabbed so many times there was nothing they could do. Yep, because that fucking British doctor went and psycho. It's just it was one of those movies to where at, at first, and now we're, we're getting into full spoilers, so don't need. I mean, I hope you watch the movie uh, for the for the listeners. I hope they all saw it because I'm going to get into a lot of the Because it felt like everything that kept happening, it was like a, another like big moment. Like, like at first I thought it was kind of like boring and started off kind of slow, but then all these big shit just kept happening. Like uh, the, the wife, the mom uh, having the tumor in her. Do you remember them taking the tumor out? Yeah, that was wild. That shit was crazy, dude. And it, it was it was nuts, and, and they cut the slit, and then it healed. And then they cut it, and it healed again. And then he had to keep the oh, what was that dude's name? Jaron, the nurse. He was a fucking real one. I liked him. He really was. Jaren was a fucking one for the real team. one. Him and his wife were really cool. Uh, uh, the girl that with the epilepsy. Yeah, uh, the Patricia. woman couldn't get out. Yeah. Yeah, she is the woman from Get Out, isn't she? Yeah, just like uh, Trent is also the boy from Hereditary. Oh shit! When he's a teenager. Yeah, they used they used a lot of known actors. See, I I didn't know a, a lot of them. I I like the one I liked the one kid that was Trent. Uh, Alex Wolf from Bare Naked Ladies. You remember him? Oh, and the older, older version? 
Yeah, no, like when he becomes a teenager, not bare naked ladies, the naked brothers band. My bad, I fucked that up. But but the little kid, uh, not the kid, oh. but uh, when he becomes a teenager and he gets this girl pregnant and shit, and, and they're like, uh, how'd you ever? And he's like, you you know that makes babies. He's like, I thought I, well, you had to do it like ten times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he's the kid. That's Alex Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band on Nickelodeon back then. I used to watch that. Uh, oh yeah, he, you did used to watch that. He was in Jumanji too, I believe, and he's done a couple cameos. He he was good in this. I the kids. Oh yeah, Jumanji. Yeah, the newer. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the kids were. The kids were one of the best parts. Seeing them grow up and going through the shit, and you really felt for them. Especially for the girl, the whole baby thing, I, seeing it in the trailer, I knew it was going to be weird. And I knew I was going to be like, oh, shit. And, and uh, it, it was going to be kind of gross. But it, it wasn't that gross, and it was actually an impactful scene. What did you think about that one? Very impactful, very emotional, very dramatic. Um, I think that the young lady who's given birth did a fantastic job. Yeah, she um, did. I kind of wish she wouldn't have died. Her 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 death was nuts though, and uh, it it was like an emotional scene too when she was like freaking out like uh we didn't get to have a prom like we didn't get to have this like I'm fucking like she's like an adult now she's like this is bullshit. Like, she she was really pissed off, and then she started climbing up the thing. She almost made it, but then she fell to her death. And the the little and the kid, uh, Trent, who, like, kind of, like, fell in love with her in, like, in a matter of three hours, but it, it was also, like, fucking 30 years. To, they, right. they did a good job with relationships and shit. And uh, yeah, that they was did. a relationship. They did a, they did a really good job with that to where they, they only knew each other, like, for the, from the morning. But, like, they, they since they grew up, since time kept going – they were in love with each other, so he's freaking the fuck out, and, and she falls, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, but it was, and her mom, oh my god, uh, you want to talk about her mother a little bit, the, the vain woman in the beginning? Oh my god, her mother. That poor calcium deficiency. Yeah, I feel, I actually feel kind of bad for this woman. Well, yeah, because the husband gets her down. Well, yeah, but she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> like, you know something's going to happen to her because she's, she's very selfish. And the way she was telling well, I'm not the, saying uh, she didn't deserve it. The daughter to posture up at breakfast. Yeah, but the the husband treated her like shit, too. So you can see, I mean, that's yeah. why she did the same to her daughter. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, put some makeup on. You look ugly, you know. Yeah. And she she's taking selfies on the beach trying to look hot. Yeah. But uh, what ends up happening to her, oh, my God, that's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I didn't think it was like, like – I saw them like with the little match in the trailer, but I didn't think it was going to be that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was nuts. It, it, it was that she was like, because her bones kept breaking while she was like, and she's like crawling to them and like trying to like fucking attack them. And her bones keep breaking from the calcium deficiency from her getting older and stuff and not having her calcium. 
and it just keeps mm-hmm. breaking and healing in different places because that's how fast time is going. And, and it was just that was that was it's one gruesome. of parts. It was gruesome. It was gross. It was disgusting. It was like a movie monster. And at the end, she was looked like a fucking pretzel, and she's all like, and then she dies and. That that part was fucking nuts, and it was going on simultaneously with the father, who's a fucking schizophrenic. He took out my boy mid-sized sedan, which, by the way, might be the greatest rap name of all time. But uh, I was gonna, a, I was gonna say that that's a really good rap name. It's not a big sedan. It's not a small one. It's just mid-sized. It's a mid-sized. Yeah, it's a fire. And he was a badass dude. I thought he was gonna get with the daughter. Because they were like... Yeah, I did too. I thought him and Maddox were going to hook up. Yeah. And and seeing those kids grow up, it was just nuts. And Maddox, I'm glad her and her brother made it. Uh, They deserved to make it. Uh, And and the the actor that played Trent, the little kid too, in the beginning, he he was kind of funny with asking his questions and stuff. And that, that little boy, the uncle's nephew, he came in fucking clutch, man, with the code. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I knew that little guy who would fucking figure everything out. His uncle was pissed. He did. He was super mad. But uh, a lot of this worked for me, though. I'm not going to lie, Mindy. I, I thought a lot of this, uh, the beginning, I was really not sold, but it just kept pulling me in with every new thing that was happening. And uh, I might watch it again. I liked it so much. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to. I'm not going to deny you that. There was a lot of stuff going on. Right. And it, also, i got to give credit where credit's due because not only did they have a lot of stuff going on, but they still kept your attention. And that's difficult to do. Yeah, they, it is. And, and they, when you they, have a bunch of stuff going perfectly. on. And, oh, absolutely. I, you can say what you want, uh about M. Night Shyamalan, but uh, he really, the way he shot this movie was really like, like you were interested and you were looking for the little Easter eggs. Like Sharon saw the camera on top of the hill like two times. She's like, oh, the camera. <laughs> like like you, the way the movie was shot, you, you like you're looking into the little details to what could happen later and stuff. I, I thought the cinematography was really good and the island was beautiful. So it it, yeah. it kept you interested the whole time. I really liked. I it. would definitely, I would definitely agree. I mean, I did end up liking it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. I'm not gonna I, lie. I I, I thought I was gonna hate it. it. Yeah. And I, I, I ended up liking it. You you liked it? Huh? Yeah, I I ended up thinking it was decent. I mean, it wasn't the best I've seen, but it wasn't the worst. Absolutely. And why don't you get in a little bit into um, why, what they were actually doing. I know I said about medical testing, but why don't you get into it a little bit? They were helping people. The, The big thing at the end. Because, by the way, they got to swim through a coral reef, uh, Trent and Maddox, to, to get out of this bitch. So it's the only way to escape. Uh, and from what they were saying in the dialogue, they found this island the way it was. They did not manufacture it. 
I think they found yeah. it and that they had people keep coming to it and they were conducting their experiments with the camera from far away. That is what I got from uh, everybody talking. But uh, yeah. you swim, so the coral reef was like, so if people say, well, why would there even be an escape? I think they found this and they started using it. So the escape route was always there with the coral reef to where they could get out. But no one ever knew about it. That's why the little kid wrote, my uncle hates the coral reef. And uh, they, they get out. And, and then you, and then the the movie kind of changes <laughs> from what it was to to this explanation, and uh, it, it has all the scientists and the people saying and the uncle uh, saying about how that you know it sucks. Rest in peace to experiment seventy two or seventy three or whatever the fuck, because uh, but it's okay that that we killed these people because we're saving millions of lives. Uh, they're using medicine. I think the one thing. What was the one that the one woman was going through? She had epilepsy. She had epilepsy. Yes. She had had epilepsy. And the cool thing about this resort is they take all of their medical findings, guys, and they put all that research. And what they do is they craft these, like, special cocktails for people when they first come in. Yeah. But it's not really alcohol. It's medicine. Yes. And because of them giving this woman her drink, which was medicine, she was able to go a full eight and a half hours without having an epileptic seizure. Yeah. Right, which turned out to be like 16 years. Yeah. Yes. So So in a short amount of time, they were able to partially cure her epilepsy. Yeah, so they're saying they're using it for research benefits, and, and so they they can come up and test these medicines out. And the fact that you know they they saved this one for sixteen years, now they're gonna like uh, produce it for a mass market and save uh, millions of people. Yeah, because when you're doing medical trials, yeah, I mean that takes years and years and years of trials. Yeah, before you can even get it approved for production. So by using the people on the beach and the the way the time works, yeah. they can do a medical trial yeah. in a day yeah. and get it approved. So even though they're killing people, they're, they're, it's, it's kind of like they're helping too. Right. And that's how it's justified. Like, it's kind of, you know... It's weird. Fuck up a, a few people to save the majority. And uh, so that's why they take people with medical conditions, like the husband was... Uh, uh, well, he was going, but I think yeah. he just went blind after. Yeah, because he got old. Because he got old. But uh, the other husband, the doctor, uh, was a schizophrenic. Uh, mm-hmm. The wife obviously had had the calcium deficiency. I'm sure that's what hurt. Right. Uh, the one, the wife, uh, the husband of the family with Trent and stuff, she she had the tumor. I'm sure what that's what mm-hmm. that cocktail was. And I like how the movie did it to where it didn't fix everything. Right, where they decided that they can't mental health they can't do anything with. Yeah, they can't help with mental health. They, they, there was nothing they could do for the schizophrenic, even though they tried. And, and there was trial mm-hmm. and error, but they did help with the epilepsy, and that was the one thing. Like the Patricia, you know, she did last a long time. And then she just she did. She lasted a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. So I who who was one of your favorites in this movie? Because there was a lot of characters. Um. One of my favorites would have to be Midside Sedan. 
He got my heart. He was such a genuine, he was just such a genuine guy. He had a smooth voice. I mean, he was just, he was just out there to get away from bullshit. He had a bleeding disorder, though, too. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, Sharon. There was a lot of stuff going on in his life. He was dying. He had a hemophilia. He knew it. He knew it. So that's part of the reason why he came to the beach. Yeah. So he's the one that kind of knew one with nature. He kind of forgot, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But he he was he was the man. Uh, I kind of felt bad the way he died. That that yeah. that that came out of nowhere. Cause, like the the dad just freaked the fuck out. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I sh- I shed a tear. I he felt bad. And poor Agnes. Agnes was just trying to. Once that old lady was like, my chest feels funny. I was like, oh god, Ag- Angus, I'm so sorry. It's over. Was that the same lady from Insidious? I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's the same old lady that they use for scary stuff. Yeah, now that you say that, she did look familiar. Uh, she was not in, in City. She was in Hereditary as well, though. Okay, so yeah, they definitely used a lot of known horror actors. Yeah. She was going Even though her. Soho came out after. And I, I found it interesting how this was the one that, like, M. Night Shyamalan always has, like, a cameo, but he was, like, in this movie almost. Yeah, he, he was. He was, he was a main character. Yeah, he was the van driver, and he was, like, the one helping him with the – and giving him all the information on what was happening. Yep. So he was, like, a big deal. Uh, yeah. At the, at and I also day, think that's pretty – creative at the end of the day. I mean, I I, I got to give credit where credit is due to M. Night Shyamalan because there's not a lot of people that can direct and then act in their own movie. Yeah. I agree. So that is impressive that he can do both at the same time. And he did a pretty good job. Uh, he totally does. I, I would definitely... Wait, that's a better movie than The Village or The Lady in the Water. But I would definitely say that it does fall short for me from, like, The Visit. The Visit was one of my favorites that he did. That was a crazy twist with the with the grandparents. I loved, I loved that movie. I loved every bit of that movie. Yeah, that was I a also, good movie. Also, when I was about 10, Sixth Sense scared the living crap out of me. Really? Oh, yeah. It was one of the first movies that actually got me to scream. It was that one. Yeah, it was that one. It was when um, Misha Burton's character comes out as that little poison girl. Yeah, and she puked all over him. Yeah, that was that was. I wasn't thing. expecting her to show up, and I screamed. I scared the hell out of your mother. <laughs> it was funny. It's funny. Uh, what did you rate this movie? Uh, I give it about six speeches. 
six beaches. <laughs> I'd give it about six beaches. I'd actually go. I and... mean, right, I mean, and that's why we do this show, though, too, because we all have different opinions. Yeah. This one worked for me. I didn't think I was going to like it as much. It, it got better and better as, as it kept movie, rolling. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those things for me to where I, I started out with kind of a little interest, but very little. Like, I, I wanted to see it because it's like a newish movie, and it's a Night Shyamalan. Yeah. But as I kept watching, I was like, oh, this, this is cool, and this is cool, and this is good shit. And it's like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Like, it just – things kept happening, and it really kept uh, me invested in the movie. I couldn't really get bored through it at all. Not as it kept Now, going. everyone so heard my favorite player. character. Who was yours? My favorite character uh, – it's tied between Trent because seeing that little boy grow up and like, like I said, the little lines about him thinking that uh, it, it would take 10 times to have sex with a woman to have a baby. Cause he doesn't know, you know, like to me that like yeah. some of the dialogue did work like that, that worked for me because it's like, he doesn't know, he doesn't understand because he's like, he grew up, he just became a teenager fucking 10 minutes ago. So he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So, uh, I really liked his character, and I thought he he literally got the most growth because he started out as a kid and you saw him until he became a fifty year old man. And uh, I, I liked the dad a lot because the dad was a really good guy. All he ever did was care about the kids. He was going blind, and that relationship with him and his wife that even though she was cheating on, they fit in a pretty good love story there and made you care about yeah. the characters. Even though I, I didn't really fancy the uh, wife's acting abilities. In the beginning, I didn't think she was yeah. she was kind of uh, a little too loud and funky. Oh, sure. Dialogue. Yeah, but the whole her going deaf, him going blind, and them kind of getting past the fa- like the the figure the tumor thing out, and then they got past the whole cheating thing, and then they were like in love in the end. And there's no one I would rather be with than you on this beach. Yeah, and I like, forgot why we were even fighting. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's like it, it shows you how it's very notebook. It, like time heals every all wounds, you know. So, and, and they went through all this time super fast. So it, it it was nice that like, and it felt earned. Like all all of all this stuff felt earned, and all the plots and the character arcs they they all like had something. That the, that's the only reason I loved Midside Sedan. I thought he was great, but I kind of felt bad for his character because it was really no, I'm here. I'm here to explain some shit, and then I'm gonna get stabbed and die. <laughs> and then, but everyone else had like something and they all like even the calcium girl like, like they all had a, a character arc to go through and, and then it with like a, a definitive end because they all died pretty much right. and yeah. uh so, so a lot of these characters work for me even uh agnes because she was the first one to kind of you know go and show well everybody. no she wasn't the first one well she was the first the one the first to... one was the lady in the water yeah well the first one that like died there. Yeah, with the group. Not that they found, you know. Well, the lady in the water was part of their group, guys. She came with Midside Sedan. Yeah, but he yeah, came but before he, them. He, he was there. Before, he was already on the beach when they got there. Yeah, remember like that scene where they were there uh, at night? Oh, yeah, was he was. Yeah. Yeah, so Midside Sedan was there. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, a lot of it worked for me. Uh, the, the calcium lady really worked because it was, like, the vainness of seeing her, like, grow old and have to, 
deal with that shit. And it's like the, a, lot, a lot of girls, it's like everybody's going to get old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she got old super fast. And she's like, don't look at me. Yeah. She was freaking the fuck out. Uh, well, I don't blame her. She went from like being like 25 to being like 90. Yeah. There was a couple shots, like, like at the beginning, like, when, uh, like, they were talking to the kids, and you saw the back of their head, it's like, all right, dude, we know I'm not, we know the fucking thing of the movie, just show me their face, I know right. they're gonna be teenagers, it's a, it's not that shocking, <laughs> like, it's literally the whole plot of the fucking movie, you don't have to keep dragging right. the suspense, <laughs> like, that was, yeah, I didn't like that around. whole, there's something wrong with my son. Yeah, like, like they're looking at it, and it's like, we're supposed to think, oh, God, what's going on? But it's like, we know what's going on. And we saw the fucking trailer. This dude's growing up. The only thing I'll say is that the switch between Maddox's character, um, unfortunately, was a little choppy because if you listen to her voice in the beginning, she is not a foreign actress. She's American. And then as she gets older and they use that Ellie girl from Soho, she gets an accent. Yeah, uh, it seemed like she, Ellie, because Ellie's British anyway, right? It seemed like she was trying to do an American, though, and it was just not good. It just wasn't working. Yeah. She had that twang. It seemed like she was trying to do something. It just wasn't really coming across. Yeah, I mean, she tried her best, but ultimately, that's how I knew who she was that's, yeah, when the I voice mean, started changing. So once you said it, and I thought about both faces, I was like, yep, you're right. But but it didn't click when I was watching it. Yeah, I mean, I had I had to look it up. I'm not going to lie. I, I had to pause the movie and make sure I was right. By the time they got old, old, it was like, holy shit, dude. And it's like they went on this journey. It, it was just, it was a really good, interesting movie. Uh, and I love the way that Maddox explained it at the end when they were building the sandcastle. And she said, do you think we're having so much fun because you were kids yesterday? Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because they were kids yesterday. 24 yeah, hours but... ago, they were 12 and 6. And yeah. technically... They still were kids. Mentally, they yeah. They didn't have that life experience. None of them. Just like what what Karen was was pissed off about. I didn't get a prom. I didn't get to right. do all this. I didn't get these life experiences. I didn't get a graduate. Like nothing. They didn't get to do anything. Because uh, they were just on the beach getting fucking old. <laughs> right. And uh, it, so I, I thought the movie that and. I think that's why I like it so much is because that aspect could have very easily been butchered and, and this movie mm-hmm. could have stopped. But I think it went with that aspect pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it, at first I didn't really get the whole let's build a scene castle before we actually get off the island thing. Yeah. But because of the fact that they are mentally still stuck in that 12 and 6 area, it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like, let's have fun one more time before we might possibly die. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is a little like, no matter what, like, 
they they've learned by this time like shit fucking we don't have time to fucking waste <laughs> so there is a little like right. let's fucking get the fuck out of here fuck the sandcastle we'll make one when we get out yeah but it took them to do the sandcastle to figure out how to get out yeah because the yep, kid left because while they were doing it they were reminiscing and Trent remembered that code that he never decoded yeah so they needed that to actually get out. And that's when they found out that the um, little kid was trying to help people. It was nice when they went to him at the end, too. Oh, yeah, that was so sweet when he was holding Trent's face and stuff because he was so confused. Yeah. Yeah, he put his hand to his face. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) But he knew something because he's like, yo, my ankle don't like that coral reef, dog. Where are you going? But, uh, we'll, we'll uh, end it there. Oh, okay, bye. Love you too, bye. Sorry, Daniel. I love you too. Um, sorry, guys, I'm back. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I will definitely have to say that they did a really good job with the character growth. Yeah. I mean, even though they had to go quickly, I think they did it. I think they did a good job. I think the only actress or actor that I had a problem with was the mom. Not the calcium deficiency one, but the tumor having one. I agree. I agree fully on that one. She was... Her acting, and even her, she grew on me a little bit, but I agree. She Not much. Yeah. It took her agency. Like, you can tell she was trying. But, but uh, we can't leave before we talk about uh, when she she did have that definitive moment when she stabbed the dude with the rusted fucking knife, yeah. and he rusted up real quick. That was a cool fucking scene, dude. But she took Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was that was that was a good classic kill. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, yeah, so we'll head out to you. Uh, you know, you want to do uh, next week, Mindy? Well, I found a really, really, really good roller coaster ride of a movie, guys. It's on Netflix, and guys. The bad guy is played by Johnny Knoxville. What? Yes, he plays the bad guy. He Holy plays shit. the evil bastard. He plays the evil bastard? What movie is it? No, Pastor. Oh, Pastor. <laughs> he said evil bastard. It's called, it's called We Summon the Darkness. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, but Honestly, it's one of those movies that you start watching and you think you know what's going to happen, but you don't. And it is definitely an hour and a half roller coaster ride. It'll keep you on the edge of your seat. Fuck yeah. Sounds good. I mean, some people didn't really like it, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to watch it two times in a row. What's it called again? Uh, We Summon the Darkness. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do that next week. 
Yep, that's on Netflix, guys. Go check that out. And thank you guys so much for listening to us and supporting us. And I hope you guys have a good week. Absolutely. Have a great week and hootie hoo. Oh, geez. Hootie hoo, guys. From the Stabcast. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.